as mentioned last week, we've retired the Hit Our Music name. Welcome to Blood and Destroyers, an All Elite Wrestling Podcast. Come crawling Shout out to our boys over in Dance with the Dead. We haven't used their music in a while for any of our podcasts, but uh, I, I had to use their cover of Master of Puppets today for the for the debut of Blood and Destroyers. Blood and Destroyers is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. Take me to the magic of the moment. Like, like I, I titled the episode Wind of Change last week for a reason. Because the wind of change blows straight into the face of time. That voice that you're hearing right there. Uh, we, we are back together once again. The gorgeous lads of wrestling, not really calling ourselves the gorgeous lads of wrestling anymore. Uh, and of course, like we talked about last week on the quick episode, not calling ourselves hit our music because Dan uh, uh, unable to kind of keep up with everything that's going on. And he's got a lot going on right now. No, he's still alive, still alive, but rest in peace, DMX. But Dan is still alive. Um, Go check him out over on twitch.tv forward slash crazy 11. Keep showing him love. He's still regularly streaming. He did take the past week off, but he still regularly streams. He just has a lot going on. Uh, Oh, sleeper Dan. Oh, sleeper Dan, streamer Dan, spectating Dan. He's still playing Warzone. He's still spectating the masses. You salty Uh, son of a bitch. We'll, uh, we'll still hopefully have him on some upcoming episodes with us here on the podcast. He is certainly welcome anytime he's able to uh, to squeeze this in. But uh, going forward, Frank, we're going to try to to do something that I think we're going to call Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast. Thanks to Sevy D, Severin D over in Discord for the suggestion on the name. We always talk about it, Frank, every single episode when Dan and I used to mention it every single time. It's not an official dynamite. Until we get blood, and until we get a Canadian destroyer. Oh, yeah. Because they do every episode. And once we see that blood, and once we see that Canadian destroyer, that makes it an official dynamite. So we're going to go with blood and destroyers in all elite wrestling podcast. That's our new name. And uh, we're going to have some fun today, because even though we are mostly an AEW podcast, uh, first of all, Frank, I, I kind of want to find out what you've been up to in the wrestling world uh, since since we last talked. You know, you kind of, you know, we went through some things, all, all, all patched up, uh, but you haven't been on our content since, like, August of last year. So what have you been up to? Uh, moved to Colorado, wrestling-wise, I gotta admit, I fell off for a while. I stopped watching. Completely? AEW. No, wow. I stopped. Oh. I stopped. I stopped watching all AEW, and I would I would watch Raw, and I would watch paper WWE pay per views. That is unfortunate. And exactly because I think I said this to you. <laughs> I think I said this to you a couple weeks ago. I was like, I finally got back into watching. I, I, I was getting little, little like clips here and there, but I finally got back into watching just Dynamite, just Dynamite in general. Because what? That's a good jumping off point to get back into wrestling, and it is day and night between them and WWE. 
I mean, WWE may have like the better production value, even though it really doesn't. And, look like it, that. and even that's debatable. Like, I honestly prefer how AEW does their stuff at Daly's Place over the Thunderdome. And the, even the, it's it's been a little iffy on that, but it's it's just so more. What's the word I'm looking for? It's so much more fleshed out in AEW. There's so many. Th- it's like old school wrestling again. I feel like a kid. There's there's like multiple storylines, and they're actually going somewhere and. And it's you know, long-term storytelling. That's what I was going to say. You know, they, they built this whole WrestleMania and a lot of these matches over the past two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you, can't, you can't build a legitimate feud in two or three weeks. I guess you could uh, try, I, but you could see what you get when you do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the product sucks so much. I don't give a shit about WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, it sucks to think that, but I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I I've, have I've watched been... every WrestleMania since I was a kid. Me too. Me too. And I and I'm still gonna watch this one. I, I, uh, I, I, I've actually been I've been actually rewatching some of the older WrestleManias, which I tend to always do around this season anyway. When I'm just kind of laying upstairs and uh, getting ready for bed, I'll put that on the TV as background noise. I actually just watched WrestleMania six last night. Um, nice. But uh, I, I, I'm. You know, I, I've been back into WWE's content this week because it is WrestleMania week. Now, I didn't watch Raw, but I did watch the Hall of Fame this past Tuesday. I did watch, you know, I, I watched Dynamite live. But after Dynamite ended, I did turn on Peacock and watched the commercial free version of night one of their, you know, stand and deliver. And then I watched night two uh, technically live. I started like 20 minutes late, but I watched the rest of it live. And then I fast forwarded through SmackDown already because they did the Andre the Giant Memorial uh, Memorial Battle Royal and the, the SmackDown Fatal 4-Way Tag Title Match. Really? On, yeah, they see, did that see, on SmackDown I, I, tonight. I, 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 I told you, I actually skipped SmackDown. Um, yeah, they did those two matches on SmackDown tonight instead of at WrestleMania. Unbelievable. WrestleMania week. WrestleMania week. That used to be a, a fan thing. Not, not, not requiring me to watch wrestling seven days in a goddamn week. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay Uso won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, so congratulations to him, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I you do want to... You could join other people who haven't won the world title, like Cesaro. And, well, Shinsuke Nakamura did win the the, win the title, but... Uh, I he did. He was in... The, but Cesaro's got a match at WrestleMania. You know what? We're going to do We're gonna do a quick rundown of WrestleMania at the end because I do want to hear your predictions on what you think is going to happen at WrestleMania. Right. Even though it's not an AEW pay-per-view, I think WrestleMania, you know, kind of transcends things. So we'll, we'll quickly talk about that at the end. But I do want to get your thoughts here. We're not going to talk because, uh, you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit about WWE at the end, even though we don't normally. Like I said, we're not really going to talk too much on Dark and Elevation this week. Did you watch? Now, that is something that, you know, Dan was strong struggling with and luckily because I work from home I do have a the ability to kind of watch things whenever I want uh have you been able to keep up with dark and elevation and being the elite and Sammy Guevara's vlog and everything else that they're doing <laughs> I have and I have a I have something I want to mention about that as we go as we get close as we get closer to the end uh talking about AEW uh but yeah I I think the only thing I didn't watch this week was Elevation? No, no, I, I didn't watch Dark. No, I watched Elevation. I didn't watch you watched Dark. Elevation, but you didn't watch Dark on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and both were were decent shows this week, and they and they have been show. over the past few over the past few weeks. Like, there's some matches that are totally skippable, but there's some matches that are definitely you know they're worth tuning in for, and, and that's how I always feel about Dark and Elevation for at least for the past few weeks. I, I've been enjoying it way more, and, and Paul White ha- has certainly gotten better on commentary for Elevation as the weeks have went on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's 
such a great show. Like I, I, I enjoy that more than I watch than watching Raw. Oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't watched Raw in in over two years, but I can tell you, I have more fun watching any AEW event than I do with any WWE event. Like by far, absolutely by far. Like like you said, it makes you feel like a kid. It does. I'm, but I'm glad that the Wednesday Night War is over. Me because- too. I think I am glad, even though I really did kind of like the fact that AEW was winning. It's not like they were winning by a lot, and it's not like they were doing amazing numbers anyway. Like, we we, we definitely blew the ratings war out of proportion as fans and as, you know, just people that really enjoy that kind of stuff. You think back to the 90s, the Attitude Era, the ratings war was like, dude, was Raw going to get a 4.2 and was, you know, Nitro going to get a 3.8? Now we're talking 700,000 to 600,000. Yeah, like, it's, it's totally different than it used to be. It's, it's, it's crazy. I was actually just thinking about Chris Jericho the other day. Like, in my mind, like, holy crap, this guy's been around WCW, ECW, WWE, uh, everything but Impact. And even now, you can kind of say he's part e- of Impact. Even now, he still could show up one day for Impact. I mean, it's, it's, it's Who would have it's ever thought cool. Kenny Omega would be wrestling on a Thursday night Impact? But he did this past Thursday. He was sure in that did. trios match with uh, the Good Brothers taking on um, Chris Saban, uh, Willie Mack, and uh, Eddie Edwards. I've actually been watching Impact just because of the AEW stuff. That was the thing I was going to say. Like, it actually got me. I, I was actually pretty into Impact for a while, at least during the whole era of like the decay and the the broken the broken parties. I was a big fan of Impact initially, like old TNA Impact. And I kind of fell off like when, when they during the Hogan era. Yeah, I kind of well, fell off when it got when stupid. Really stopped, yeah. yeah, when when it got stupid, like I kind of fell off. then. But they did still do some really cool stuff then, too, like and, and some memorable things with Ric Flair and, you know, uh, 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 Jay oh, Jay Lethal. Yeah, I was like, I can't think of his name, but I was, you know, trying to get off the tip of my tongue. Um but yeah, no, I, I mean, like th- this partnership has even gotten me watching Impact again. And it, it's something else that I kind of schedule into my weekly wrestling that I consume on top of all the AEW stuff and on top of the New Japan because I subscribe to New Japan World now that I don't need to pay for the network. So it's amazing. I rolled it into a premium uh, Peacock. <laughs> Oh, did you? Yeah, see, we already had the premium Peacock, the five ninety nine one. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, like I was still saving the 15s and I was like, well, damn, NJPW World's only $8 a month. It's like 900 and 900 some yen. So it comes out to like $9 and 13 cents here or something like that. Bye, it, it's totally worth it for, for New Japan stuff. And so you don't have to go out there and search for it. But um I do want to talk a little bit about Dynamite this past week. You know, we normally do the takeaways, and I want to start here with Hangman Adam Page taking on Max Caster to open up the show. As Dynamite kicks things off, they usually do a really good job, and this match really showcased Max Caster, I think, better than he's ever been showcased before. And and even though he didn't get the victory here, he still looked incredible. And if you've been watching Elevation, if you've been watching Dark, you see Max Caster putting in the work. He's racking up those wins. There's a reason he's ranked like what? Number four, number three in the men's rankings this week or something like that. It's ridiculous, but he's actually getting those wins. Didn't he just beat Matt Seidel in like seconds? Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, I love it. I, even though it's a John Cena type gimmick, 
I'm a big fan of it. And I really think that when when they get back in front of a live crowd, the audience are going to eat these dudes up, man. The acclaimed are just poised for success. And I'm so excited that we're going to get to to watch that through AEW. Hangman Adam Page is already there, dude. He's already freaking amazing. Uh, a future world champion, right? We, we know it's, for a fact that it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that Hangman Adam Page will clash with Kenny Omega. Will Adam Page be the one to dethrone Kenny Omega, though? That I don't know. It's going to be Adam Cole. Do you see? There were room. There were well, there were rumors. Yeah, of course there were. There, there were always rumors that you know, but but I think that his contract isn't up yet. But man, that would be amazing if it was because you know, with him losing to Kyle O'Reilly on on which was an amazing match as well. Great match. Great um, match. I did not think it was better than what Omega and Moxley have done, though. I thought oh, Omega no. and Moxley have pulled off some some better uh, unsanctioned lights out type. And even Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, I think, was probably that more was enjoyable. That yeah, was it sure was. I think that was probably even better than than what we had at Stand and Deliver. But I still enjoyed it. Big fan of both of those guys. And, you know, talking about that, man, Walter and, and Tommaso Ciampa put on a freaking clinic. That was my favorite match from the entire night one and night two of, of it TakeOver. Absolutely, it absolutely. I think I was going to steal the whole weekend. It absolutely might. It totally could. Um really made everything worth watching. So um, I do want to talk quickly here about what we're getting between uh, best friends and death triangle. So we have death triangle back together. We have Beth friends back together because Trent's back, uh, you know, his, his surgery went well and we have Chris Statlander with best friends. And it seems like we're building up to, and was it just me? And I mentioned this in discord, were they saying the word trios a lot more during this past week's Dynamite than they usually do? I wrote that down as a note, like, because no one this. I was like, are they going to bring the trios titles? Like, Well, I, I feel like they're getting close to debuting them because, you know, even even JR, I think, made a comment. And I don't remember when it was, but he's like, for us old folk, these are called six man tag matches or something like that. And, uh, you know, they, they have been calling them six man tags. They've been calling them eight man tags, ten man tags. But... This past week, like every like trios was constantly getting mentioned. And I just feel like maybe they're kind of planting the seed for, you know, the the debut because, you know, double or nothing is next month. It's the end of May, but it's still next month. So if they were going to introduce those trios titles and have a tournament to conclude there, we'd probably be finding out about it relatively soon if that would be the case. And maybe we'll find out about it by the time uh, that big May 5th episode that we learned about where we're going to have, um, you know, a, a ton of big stuff coming up. Uh, Blood and Guts, specifically. Because that's the next thing we got to talk about here, Frank, is takeaway number three. Uh, right after they showed Mike Tyson talking with Urban Meyer, go Bucks, O-H-I-O. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we had the inner circle who are now faces coming down to the ring. And uh, you know what, man? Chris Jericho was on absolute fire this week. Like there, there have been weeks where we have speculated that Jericho, you know, was, was kind of running out of gas in the tank. Dan and I were kind of noticing that he had been sluggish sometimes in the ring, but he would always bounce back and he would always give that, you know, like fuck you type look to the camera and the critics out there like us talking about that. And, and then he just comes out here like this, no care in the world and delivers an amazing promo about my jerk off friend. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this was so I good. I should be calling you MJF for the longest time. Um, <laughs> dude, 
tip of the iceberg here with Jericho. Like, I think so. Like, the fact that he's doing the Broken Skull sessions. How cool is that, too? Yeah. Like, I actually think I'm going to stick around. I mean, we have to as AEW fans. Like, I need to know what Jericho is going to say, because I really don't think that any topic is off limits. Like, I honestly think we're going to hear a lot about AEW on this podcast. We already know that he talks about, like, Sammy Guevara and stuff, so things aren't off limits. And I and I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that Tony Khan and Vince McMahon both were okay with this because, you know, Steve Austin wanted to do this with Jericho, and Jericho clearly wanted to do it as well. So, uh, super cool thing here. And, man, this this promo just makes me look forward to it even more. I, I, that's the most anticipated wrestling thing I have going on in a while. Like, that's it's going to be amazing. Ah, yeah. The, forbid, the, the forbidden door has been destroyed. Which, which it has been kind of broken down over the past several months as Tony Khan has, you know, kind of fired up those relationships with, uh, and, and NWA and new Japan and impact. And even now, I mean, you know, he's invited WWE. Like he's been, he's even said, you know, on social media that the door is open. So even though this isn't like a traditional collaboration type thing, it's still pretty cool to know that it's happening. And, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to say. But I'm also really excited for the finally blood and guts match that we're going to get between the inner circle and the pineapple. Oh, sorry. The pinnacle. <laughs> I don't like that name. You don't like the name pinnacle? I don't, I don't like it. It's different. Um, I, I think it work. I think it'll grow on you. Maybe I, I. I'm okay with it. I don't hate it. It's not my favorite name. I mean, they couldn't call themselves the Five Horsemen, which is what I recommended. But yeah, the Apex, <laughs> the Apex Predators. Yeah, something like that. that. No, <laughs> top guys. There you go, top guys. Um, but no, that matches, you know, we were supposed, we've been, we've been talking about it. We were supposed to get blood and guts and Jericho even mentioned in the promo. He's been waiting over a year for it because it was supposed to be the inner circle taken on the elite before the pandemic in a blood and gut style match, which Matt Hardy was supposed to be involved with. If you remember, but, um, now we're getting it between, Honestly, I, I love what he's been doing lately. Matt Hardy's been, yeah. Hardy family office. You know, I, 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 I still it's, think it's, it's, it's a reskin of money, Matt, but whatever. Sure, I, I think I think Big Money Enterprises was a, was a better name. <laughs> That's what I went with, but uh, they didn't like it. So, you know, we got the Hardy family office. But I, I think, you, you know, and, and it just comes back to the stable conversation that we always talk about with AEW. I love that they put such a focus and emphasis on stables because, it, it again, it's one of those things that harkens back to the era of wrestling that we love when stables dominated every Monday night. Uh, you know, oh, you yeah. look at the NWO running wild. Wild. You know, they just got in the Hall of Fame this past week. So uh, I love stables and, and I love what, you know, AEW is doing with stables. We have the factory now, dude. We had that promo with uh, with, with um, who was it? I think Nick Camarado threw the paint on uh, the, the word nightmare. So now they're just calling themselves the factory. Uh, I, I just love that they're just doing so many things with with uh, stables. It's awesome. It really is. It's so cool. I can remember that was the thing like when we like when I was in school and watching wrestling like yeah man the nation of domination is better than New right Minnesota. yeah I I've actually I've, I've seen my first person in the wild wearing an AEW shirt too just recently really I've seen several I've it, seen it, several uh so I don't know maybe it's slow to get out here in uh the desert but that is possible that is always possible but uh 
man, and, and speaking of merch, just real quick, I need to get some new AEW merch. It's been a little while since I've ordered some new stuff, but their designs are top notch. They make WWE's merch look like awful. <laughs> don't judge me now. Please don't judge me. But I actually ordered some limited edition NXT gear. I got Uh-oh. the Poppy shirt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's Poppy. Because it's Poppy. <laughs> I forgot that she had a shirt. Just came out. It was it's a limited edition uh, with Stan as a liver. So, yeah. Did you get the Bad Bunny t-shirt as well? No, but I want it just to have it. Jesus Christ. I You know they're not going to lose, too, which makes me mad. <laughs> Give us a miss. We had uh we had on Dynamite, we had our, our real life King Kong taken on Godzilla with Jurassic Express and Bear Country and Tag Team Action. Dude. Even even though there were some like moments where things didn't go quite as they planned, like when uh was it Bear Bronson tried he had Marco up for a power bomb and Luchasaurus was going for like the crossbody splash and uh the guy from Bear Country was supposed to catch him, but he he just didn't. I mean Kind of hard to see through somebody sitting on your. I'm sorry, it was not Marco. I think it was Jungle, the Jungle Boy on his for the power bomb. Uh, but even though there were a couple moments like that, this match was really, really well done, and I'm glad that we're seeing more of Bear Country. There, there's actually some of my new favorites. Yeah, they're they're these big dudes, uh, sort of like you know we never we haven't had, and and I keep waiting for a tag team to really have the presence of the natural disasters. Earthquake and Typhoon back in the uh, the 90s, the late 80s, early 90s for WWF. And, you know, everybody was comparing heavy machinery to natural disasters. And the only person who even fits a natural disaster other than Bear Country to me is Bronson Reed NXT. Sort of. Sort of, yes. But even like even Bronson Reed and Bear Country are all still smaller than Earthquake and Typhoon. Oh, than yeah. John Tenta and, and whatever Tugboat's real name was. <laughs> Do you know it? Uh, Shockmaster. No, that's not his real name. That's his failed name. <laughs> First name Shock, last name Master. But no, I, I think Bear Country, even though they don't like, they they don't have the presence that Natural Disasters had, I still think it's cool that we have this bigger tag team this you know bigger in stature tag team that come down wearing some creepy ass Leatherface mask it's really cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I'm glad that they're getting highlighted more you know even though they didn't get the victory here I didn't think they would Uh, I I assumed Jurassic Express would get the victory Uh, you know they are clearly the bigger stars right now but this was definitely an enjoyable match Um, we also had an interesting segment here that I want to get your opinion on with Sting and Lance Archer First of all, how do you feel about the the constant barrage of Sting interviews every single week on Dynamite? I'm so over it. <laughs> I am I am too, but then again, like, you know, it's something that we always bring up. What else would you do? Like, I, I get that they're having, you know, like where we're clearly building up to something here between Sting and Lance Archer, whether it's a match, whether because this this promo didn't have me convinced that we might get a match between those two now because Sting's like, I agree with you, man. You deserve the time. Lance, you're you've got it all. You're a you're a main event guy. But, you know, he's telling he's talking to Jake Roberts, you know, teach him how to get there and and help channel that energy or whatever he was saying. And and this was a really interesting promo because, you know, Sting just kind of like took it under control. He's like, you just need to make that happen, kind of shoved the mic back into his chest and walked away. So I'm really curious how this is going to play out. Uh, was it his, 
was it just Elevation, I believe? Uh, they asked, like, Lance Archer and uh, Jake Roberts, why do you keep messing with Sting? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was on Elevation. Yep. Jake Roberts is like, why not? Yeah. And and that's the thing is, like, you really do, to understand everything, have to watch everything that AEW puts out. Like, to get some of the rest... That's my biggest point that I want to make towards the end of uh, when we talk about the ending of uh, Dynamite. Yeah. And, and that's like, it's so cool because if you do watch everything, you you know, you are getting the payoff. But we'll save that for the end. Um, we had the TNT title on the line. We had Darby Allen defending against J.D. Drake, who is out there with uh, the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi. And Darby Allen was out there with Sting, of course. And I just want to point out the fact that I, I think J.D. Drake is so freaking good, man. Like, for, for someone that doesn't really have the the look of a professional wrestler that dude can sell and that dude can make anybody i feel like look good ryan nemeth looks good no matter what though come on now. no jd drake not ryan nemeth <laughs> even though even said. even though i do like ryan nemeth and i am glad that he's finally getting a chance to to do something and i think dolph loves it as well which is why he continues to promote it all the time on social media it's true <laughs> You know, he's happy for his brother. Why wouldn't he be? He's making money. But this this match was good, dude. This was a really good TNT title match. Very unorthodox style that, you know, like seeing J.D. Drake go up against Darby Allin. And and I think Darby has been a, a great TNT champion now that he's defending every single week. And I like that they continue just to do the open challenge instead of, you know, kind of doing something different. Like if they just keep doing that, that's fine. In my book, if that's how the TNT title gets defended all the time, fine with me. That's fine. You know, even though I'm sure someone wrote it for him when he did that promo, uh, saying that he was going to openly defend it and he, he wants to defend, you know, he wants to offer it out to the greatest champion of all time. Oh yeah. The, I, you know, just to give him respect to Brody, like, you know, I was like, his respect level on me just jumped so so high. Whether he came up with it himself or whether someone wrote it for him, that shit was genius. Like you sold, you sold, you sold me on him. Like even more so. And what's crazy is that Darby has been getting better and better in terms of the the backstage vignettes that they continuously put out for him, and. Kind of like what we found out through watching Revolution back in February with the street fight with, uh, you know, him, Sting and Team Taz, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. He had a lot to do with the the cinematography and stuff because of his background in, in movie productions and film type stuff. So every time we see a vignette on, on Dynamite, you know that, you know, he has a lot of input and a lot of creative touch on that so it's really cool to see the evolution uh, of kind of how he's grown not only as a character but also as a person at the same time yeah i really hope that you know since you're doing stuff like that that he has like full control of his character like it seems like it seems like Tony Khan might be allowing a lot of the guys a lot more freedoms than than, you know, what is typical like. And I think that's cool. And if, this, if this was WWE, these guys would all be freaking jobbed out and turned oh, to shit. in a heartbeat, dude. Hardly any of these guys would be, you know, a, a star. But because they're a star in AEW, they couldn't just go to 
WWE now and and flounder. I guess they could, but that would just make WWE look bad. Yeah. Like they they bring some of these guys in from the independent seat and make them look bad in NXT and on the main roster, but they didn't have the national exposure on Dynamite. Now that the national exposure is there from TNT, say, you know, if Darby Allen's contract ever were to expire and he goes to WWE, if they stick him on NXT, you know, 205 Live or something, then that's just their fault. And that's Darby's then, fault but, for going there. But, but then he can wrestle LA Knight. <laughs> So and and that's that Eli Drake's fault for going there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm but, so bitter about that. But I get it, man. I, I would have preferred Eli Drake in AEW, of course, just because I, you know, I don't watch WWE and I watch AEW. So, of course, I want everybody there. But I get it. Not everybody can go there. But um, damn, I like Eli Drake. But, but did he even do anything? No, he didn't even do anything this week, did he? You he, he said that he was in one of the matches on Night Oh, was he? Uh, the uh, the the battle royal. Oh, that's right. He was in the uh, no. He was in. No, the battle royal. It was the, the, the number he was one in the team. number one contenders from night one. That's right. The thing that Bronson he, Reed won. I think he was out first. Uh, yeah, Matt, no, it might have been second. I think Leo Rush was first. You're right. You're and then right, I right. and then I think the I think he was second, which still sucks. <laughs> um. But this is kind of where we had our uh, Mike Tyson appearance on the episode because there was a backstage segment with Alex Marvez talking to Chris Jericho and he kind of gets jumped by the pinnacle and we find out that, you know, they locked uh, Mike Tyson and the inner circle in in the dressing room, which, you know, Dan built the doors apparently because Mike Tyson punched right through it. And uh... <laughs> he's not on the show and he's still catching shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. We got to give him, got to give him shit for his doors. But uh, Tyson getting physical on Dynamite, and uh, you know throwing some punches. Who I think he was hitting uh, Sean Spears, maybe. I think it might have been Spears that was taking the punches. I haven't been around to talk about it since but that that fight he had with Roy Jones. Did you watch it? I didn't. I watched it. I watched it, and Snoop Dogg was one of the ones doing play by play along with Mauro Ronaldo. Oh wow! Those- okay. Those two are a team you do not realize how awesome they are together. Like Snoop Dogg, did you did you watch the Go Big Show with Cody? Yeah, well, he was great on that. He, he was he was he's even better with Mara. Like Mara's a professional through and through. Uh, and they, they, apparently, there's going to be one against him and Holyfield coming up. Oh, okay, that's, okay. That's going to be cool to watch. Uh, I hope they get I hope they get Snoop again. We'll see. We had uh, um, the bunny taken on Ty Conti. And I, I really, really like that. You know, we, we've kind of had this push started for Ty Conti and, you know, number one contender. We're clearly going to be seeing her go up against Akari Shida next. And I still think it's too soon for I Ty think Conti. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I she's not going to win the title. And I think her losing to Ty, or I'm sorry, to Hikaru Shida right now isn't going to do her any favors. So I wish they would have held off the title match for her until they were ready to put the title on her. But that being said, I'm glad that they're putting so much confidence in her because I think she's actually one of the most improved, just like Britt Baker, one of the most improved since coming to AEW. I feel like she's the one who's actually going to unseat uh, Hikaru Shida. You actually think she could? Okay. I think they might. I, I think they might. I, I I would be totally okay with it, and I am a big fan of Ty Conti. I think, like I said, I think she's a hard worker, and I was a fan of her in NXT, and I thought she was sorely underutilized there, and and they never really did anything with her. But now, 
you know, being one of the main focal points of the women's division in AEW because of all of the injuries that we had last year and stuff to yeah. the female division, you know, with, with Chris Statlander getting taken out right when she was getting hot. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, um, uh, uh, Big Swole had that battle with Crohn's disease for a few months and, and there just wasn't a lot of, you know, that's why they brought in Thunder Rosa. They brought in a lot of other people just to... Uh, I thought Thunder Rosa was going to do it too. I thought she could have too. I really did. They had Sienna come in for that one match. So they were, they were bringing people in because they didn't have like a stand. And it was something that Dan and I were talking about with, with the female division being rough, but, but Ty Conti definitely kind of improved and being a focal point through all that. And, and with her partnership with Anna Jay, who's also injured uh, and the dark order uh, has really become this incredibly likable character that I think the fans are just completely behind. And it, it's so cool to finally see for her because she wasn't getting any type of recognition in NXT. And oh. now she's really at, at the top of the division almost for AEW. And, and I think she deserves it and she's doing really who do you, well. Who do you think, honestly, who do you think other than her uh, would be the next champ? I don't know. I, see, I still said Britt Baker before, and I thought that tournament that they did leading up to Revolution was designed for her to win and, and dethrone Hikaru Shida, but that clearly didn't happen. So I, I really don't know. I still think it could be Britt Baker, but just the way that she's kind of been used bunny. right it's now. Bunny. I mean, well, also. the bunny loses all every time now, so it can't be her. <laughs> But I, I mean, you might be right. You might be right with Ty Conti having a realistic chance to uh, to dethrone Hikaru Shida. But trying to think about like who else it could be, I really don't know. Just looking at like, I mean, Chris Statlander still yeah. potentially Jade Cargill too. It, like if they okay, ever start okay. doing something, if they ever start doing stuff with her outside of the, you know, the Red Velvet, Red Velvet. Uh, Cody Rhodes type stuff, Jade Cargill really could be the one to dethrone Hikaru Shida when you think about it. Why she's got, she's she's got the look, she's got the talent, uh, and she's got the you know the build that makes you think she could crush anybody in there. So would make sense to have her as champion. So we'll see. We'll see. She would make sense, though. Statlander makes sense. Britt Baker makes sense. And you're right. Tycon T might make some sense. So we'll see what they I'm do. I'm calling it now. Rewind the tape. Remember, Frank said it first. I wish Abaddon was used more still. Yeah. I like Abaddon. I like Abaddon, Abaddon was, When I first saw Abaddon, I was like, is that Rosemary? Well, isn't Abaddon um, actually yesterday... Uh, the ninth Friday. So technically still today when we're recording this, um, for you, I think for, no, it's actually midnight over there now. Um, it's, it's 1220 there. (laughs) Uh, I think that they debuted that new show on their YouTube channel this morning with, uh, DDP's daughter hosting it. And Abaddon was the first guest. Remember, they showed that commercial for it during Dynamite or whatever. Okay. I haven't watched it yet either. I totally forgot about it. And I also realized that's why they did that house show on yesterday. Because of the oh, proximity the to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, well, because of their proximity to, to Tampa and, or, and for WrestleMania, they know there's 25,000 fans floating around down there. Why not run a house show? It was smart to do that. So I was actually just looking at the results for that house show. Uh, the Butcher won a Battle Royal to earn a main event title shot from Darby Allen, which I think was incredible that The Butcher won the Battle Royal. Um, MJF, Sean Spears, and FTR defeated Christopher Daniels, Dante Martin, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Aaron Solo in a Duval street fight. 
after the match, the factory members, uh, Anthony Agogo, oh, factory member Anthony Agogo attacked Cody. Uh, before the match, Cody gave his weight belt to a young fan, which he always does. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated Rika Tahaki. I don't know who that is. Uh, Trent, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy defeated Angelico, Jack Evans, and Max Caster. Eddie Kingston defeated Cesar Bononi. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Ty Conti, Red Velvet, and Ryo Mizunami defeated Britt Baker, The Bunny, Rebel, and Nyla Rose. Uh, Pac, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, Ray Phoenix, Matt Seidel, and, Mac, and Mike Seidel. Wow. A lot of eight-man, ten-man tags, of course. Defeated Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Michael Nakazawa, and Konosuke Takashita. Who is Konosuke Takashita? Why, Konosuke Takashita is a Japanese professional wrestler who has worked for DDT Pro Wrestling since his... Okay, okay, cool. Uh, and then Darby Allen retained the title over The Butcher in the main event. Can you believe that Darby Allen and The Butcher were in the main event when that ten-man tag was was not that is incredible that it was Darby and the Butcher. I love that. That's not even a match I would have dreamed of would have happened. No, but I love that they did that, and you know, good on the Butcher because I I do think he's really you know a, a cool wrestler, and you know he's a basis for a, for a band, so that's always awesome too. <laughs> yeah. Um. We do still have one more match to talk about on Dynamite this past Wednesday, though, and that, of course, is our main event. We had Kenny Omega teaming up with the Good Brothers to take on the team of John Moxley and the Young Bucks. And I guess I kind of gave it away there by talking yeah. about those results a little bit, but that's okay because we're assuming if you're listening to a recap show, um, you've either already watched it or you don't care. But you uh, sold out. You sold, you sold out. out indeed, man. And Geo, I feel like knows his shit so well. He called it last week that the Bucks would be turning on Mox in this match, and and I think that the only reason I didn't think that was because it was almost too obvious that they would do that, but they still did it, and I'm okay with it. Like. It was still the obvious route, and I still think it was done so well. Because for the longest time, you know, this this match was great, first of all. Great back-and-forth action. I, you know, I, I really enjoy Kenny Omega. I really enjoy the Young Bucks, obviously. Um, Mox has, has been great in this tight program with Omega and, and the Bucks. And, of course, the Good Brothers are the Good Brothers. You either like them or you don't. But I really think this match had a lot going for it. And the Bucks played this match off so great, dude. They did such a good job, like, really not giving any clue as to what they were going to do. You know what I mean? Like... You kind of got you got the feeling there that they didn't expect it. Yeah. Like when they when when Matt couldn't do the super kick to Kenny Omega, like that's his friend, dude. Like that would be like me super kicking you. Now, I could super kick you. Don't get me wrong. I probably would do it. But I get the feelings that, (laughs) you know, when you've known someone for 20 years, it's or, or however long it's been for them. You you have a hard time with that. So I get and I love the storytelling that was done in this match. So when, you know, he can't super kick Omega and Mox comes in there. He's like, you know what? He's getting pissed off. That's Mox's personality. He's like, let me show you how it's done type of a thing. Paradigm shift, not once, but twice on the Kenny Omega. If I saw that as Matt Jackson, that's again, regardless of how you feel right now about Kenny Omega's character. They're still friends, both kayfabe and storyline. So 
there's they're still friends. That's gonna piss you off. And I get the super kick to Mox. I get it because it's like stopping him type of a thing. And they had the look on their face like they didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like they they were kind of forced. They their hand was forced more or less. I guess is what I'm trying to say by Mox's actions. And I kind of had that feeling all the way through until the end. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the end, they solidified the turn, and I wasn't expecting them to solidify the turn on the same episode because I thought they could play up this, you know, conflicted type stuff. But it's I, how I, they were. It's how they were when they tried to force the two sweet out of them a few weeks ago. I know. But they did it this time, so we're clear. And now, you know, with with the match taking place at the at the house show, seeing them team together, they're clearly gonna, you know, the elite is back together. So I'm really curious where this is gonna go and how the storyline evolves from here. Like there, there's a lot going on, and you know that with with rebellion coming up in just a few weeks, belt versus belt, Omega and Rich Swan. There's a lot going on right now. A, a lot going on. It's, it's a pretty good transition there. This, this whole storyline is so involved. You uh, you're expected to watch being the elite, the the, the New Japan stuff. Uh, yeah, all three shows. You, you have to follow. You said the, the, the vlog. You gotta follow Impact. so many things. You gotta follow Impact. In, technically, Impact. But if you do, you have to watch reruns of NWA Power. Like you have to know all these things. But if you do, if you invest the time to do that, you are rewarded greatly by this intricate storytelling that Tony Khan is doing. You don't think it's too smart for the casual? That's where, that's where I'm kind of leaning on it now. Like, I, I, me, I think the casual isn't going to get nearly as much enjoyment as, say, we do, or like the diehards that are in the AEW Discord or our Discord talking with us every Wednesday night. Like, we're going to appreciate it way more. And that's why I think we're not seeing those ratings really climb higher than they are. That's the audience that is going to tune in regardless, right? Right I'm around int- 700,000 to 800,000. So that, that's, that's another thing. I'm intrigued to see with the Wednesday Night Wars ending. Were there really people who were split between watching the two? Like, I don't oh, think so. Like, do you think these numbers are going up? I don't think so either. I think the numbers are the numbers and always have been the numbers. If Well, there have been episodes where shows have ran, you know, I mean, un- 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 unopposed. Right? Yeah, unopposed. They've ran unopposed to each other multiple times. And neither of them have broken a million on those nights. Now, that's not to say that it'll never happen. And I do think there will still be dynamites that do break a million, but it will never be a consistent thing. And 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 I think that maybe we see the numbers kind of go up by 100,000 at most. Maybe we start seeing 800 to 850, the new normal, as opposed to 700 to 750. That would, I think, be the best case scenario out of this. See, I can see that. That's, respect. That's a good respectable swing. I don't think they're... You're going to double. Like, yeah, like pe- people that are thinking, you know, because NXT pulls seven and AEW pulls eight, that AEW is automatically going to pull a 1.5 now on, on Wednesday nights. That's not going to happen. That no, will man. not happen because I don't think there's a lot of crossover. I don't think there's a lot of crossover. Even though I'm watching NXT's content this week and technically WWE's content this week, I'm not a crossover because I don't typically watch it. My my love of WWE is fleeted so much. Like I've always watched Raw, but it's there's times and it's most of the time. This isn't sure, and I skip through. I, 
I, I skip through as much as I can. What really sucks, uh, and uh, if anyone out there has any power to change this, please change this. In Colorado, in Colorado, a Mountain Time Zone. Oh God, yes, dude. Our wrestling isn't live with the East and West Coast feeds, so I have to watch wrestling at 8 p.m. my time. I think it starts. Which you is... literally have to be in the dark, like figuratively speaking, I, even though it's the I, name of one of their I, shows. I, I have to I have to hop off social media. Yeah, which really sucks because, you know, they, the West Coast and the East Coast get the live feed, whether it's, you know, seven o'clock or eight o'clock or five o'clock or whatever. Like you're getting the live. So, yeah, no, it starts at eight o'clock. There's no way around it. Uh, I've even like I've had I've had Hulu with the Hulu live TV. Right now I have YouTube TV. It's all the same. Regular that really sucks that. Huh. It's like, I wonder if you tried using a VPN, what would do? <laughs> probably wouldn't matter, but maybe it would for YouTube. I do have a VPN. I could probably try that out. V- VPN to the East Coast and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a crazy idea. I might have to give that a try. Might actually have to give that a shot and see if it works. Um, you know what we used to do on, on all the old Hit Our Music. Dan and I used to always give a, a star rating on Dynamite out of, out of five stars. And I actually thought Dynamite this past week was a, a really fun episode. A lot of, a lot of good continuation of, of storylines that we've been seeing. Um, like I said, we didn't really talk about Dynamite last week. I would have gave that one four and a half stars had we did. Um, but this week, I think I'm going to settle right on four stars. I think this was a four star Dynamite. I really do. I think, honestly, it was like a three and a half, but that ending definitely pushed up to the four. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm respecting that as well. Um, you know, there were some some moments that definitely dipped down for me, too. But all in all, I, I like that we can come there with with the uh, the four star agreement. Uh, looking ahead to next week on Dynamite, we have another solid show on paper. We have the uh, tag team title match finally happening. The Young Bucks will be defending against Ray Phoenix and Pac, who won that, um, you know, tag team battle royal back at the pay-per-view to get the shot. So we're finally getting that. And we have a false count anywhere. TNT title match between Darby Allen and Matt Hardy, which should actually be really good. So, that's going to be a great match. Yeah, I'm really ho- looking forward I, to that. I hope it goes super cinematic. Me too. Me too. It definitely could. Matt Hardy can, you know, bring well, in some of the... Uh, it's a taped dynamite. Anywhere? It's false count anywhere, and it's a taped dynamite. So they can definitely, you know, have Matt Hardy do either his costume changing or whatever weird shit he comes up with this time. Who knows? And especially since Darby Allen's involved. So <laughs> they, they, they walk outside Daly's place and it's instantly the Hardy compound. Exactly. Or something like that. Or it's black and white and they're back in the warehouse that, that I don't know. Uh, but we have Anthony Agogos in ring debut. He'll be out there with QD Marshall, part of the factory. Um, speaking of Jade Cargill earlier, we have Red Velvet taking on Jade Cargill next week in singles action. Uh, that should be good. That should be good. I have a feeling Jade's going to win. If she doesn't, then maybe she's not next, but I have a feeling she's going to win. And then we'll have uh, FTR, Dax and Cash, taking on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara with Mike Tyson as the special ringside enforcer. Uh, all other Inner Circle and Pinnacle members will be banned from ringside. So we have to assume Tyson's going to get involved in that as well, right? <laughs> yeah. He's Somehow. Somehow, yeah. Oh, he's joining Pinnacle. You think he's going to pull the old, uh, you know, turn it on DX and rip it off his shirt or something? If they do that, it'd be the greatest thing ever. (laughs) He lays out Jericho like he did Michaels back at uh, WrestleMania 14. No. Yeah, Yeah, Dynamite looks good next week. Um, Really looking forward to it. But 
Frank, like I said, I did want to spend a few minutes talking about WrestleMania here at the end of the show. Um, we we have a two-night extravaganza starting today, the day that this podcast is posting, um, with night one of WrestleMania and night two. Jessica and I have our food planned out. We're not sure which one we're doing tonight and which one we're doing tomorrow yet, but we're getting wings one night, and we're going to order from, like, a, a, like, you know, Chili's or Applebee's or something. It's already, it's already caused the fight. My goddamn sister, my, my goddamn sister Nicole. That's that's her. That's her official title. If you're, if you're a longtime listener, my my goddamn sister Nicole. Nothing's having, changed. Nothing's no, changed. No, no. It's, it's she's having her baby shower on night two. But oh. um, uh, so so I was like, you know, you can't do this to me. This is WrestleMania. She goes, the baby shower's in the morning. You, you, you you'll be fine. So I, I I overreacted and yelled at her, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so you'll still be able to catch night two. That's good. That's I'll good. still be able to catch night two. I'll still be able to have my snacks. I'm yeah, a jerk. that's what I always enjoy about uh, WrestleMania and pay-per-views in general. You uh, using them as an excuse to order food. But uh, looking ahead here at night one, I'm curious how we would go on this. Let's do some quick predictions. I don't really want to expand because I don't know the storylines, to be honest. I don't you know what's the, going on. Did you hear the opening match for night one? I did. I did. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And I, I actually like that. Um, it sucks for Drew, but I like that because they wanted to have like somebody good for the first entrance back in front of fans, and and I think they're going to give Drew. Well, yeah, sure, but I think they're going to give Drew McIntyre a a really awesome entrance, you know, for the first entrance back. But uh, it, it does suck that he doesn't get the main event. But Bianca gets the main event, and technically, you know, she did win the Royal Rumble, and you're supposed to get the main event slot if you win the Royal Rumble. So I'm glad that both her and Edge are getting technically the main event slots on each night. That is fair. Um, but let's run through this real quick because I don't know the storylines though. You know, when we typically do AEW predictions, we chat about the match, talk about the storylines, whatever. I don't really know a lot what's going on here with this. If I have input, I'll give you input. Yeah. If you, if you do, if you do feel free, but otherwise I'm just going to be telling you based on, based on, you know, WWE being predictable and and just based on what I think, but that's where we're gonna go with this. But I'm actually I actually think we have the lineup um, pretty solidified for night one and night two because they announced them both on SmackDown tonight. So what Wikipedia currently has should be correct. So we're looking at night one here. Uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre for the WWE title, opening up the show. Uh, clearly, Drew McIntyre is gonna win. One hundred percent disagree with you. Okay, I I honestly um. Bobby Lashley, they're making him look great. I agree, but I think Drew McIntyre, the reason he lost the title was to win it back in front of fans since he couldn't win it in front of fans last year. I don't want Bobby dropping the belt right away. I want him to have a good defense. Um, it, trust me, Drew winning makes the most sense. Give him his legitimate WrestleMania moment. It's Absolutely. It's stuff that happened until last year, but I can see that. I can see them delaying his big, awesome WrestleMania moment for another period. I mean... For another year, I mean. I don't think that I would hate Bobby Lashley winning because I actually think that he's been great as champion uh, from what I've seen. I like the, I, I the Hurt Business until they broke up. Well, yeah, I was going to say I did see that they broke them up, so that's unfortunate. So uh, it sucks. It really does. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny will be teaming up with Damian Priest, and they'll be taking on The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, I, I really hate that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win this, but they will. They have to. They have See to. This, 
It's celebrity involvement. Yeah, they have to, but I hate that it, they it, will because the like, Miz and like Morrison. It was winning years, years ago. Exactly, and the Miz and Morrison deserve so much better. But I, I, I really, I really, I am not going to enjoy this match. I don't think anything about this match is appealing to me. I, I like Damian Priest, I do, but I don't think that that's enough for me. Like in a team with Bad Bunny, because I I can't stand the fact that Bad Bunny is getting a WrestleMania match. The only upswing to this is Bad Bunny actually had been training wrestling and has sure. a little bit of experience. So kind of like what uh, what's his name was doing uh, Green Arrow when he was wrestling Cody and stuff. Uh, Steve, Steve, Stephen Stephen Anel, yeah, yeah, Stephen Anel. He was kind of doing the same thing, training and really putting in the work. I have heard that Bad Bunny's been doing the same, so that is so, cool. So- I respect that. It's better than the whole Jay Leno and Hulk Hogan crap back in the day. Hey, Hulk Hogan's going to be there, though. He's going to be hosting with Titus O'Neil. How's that dynamic going to work in this political climate that we have nowadays? I have no idea. <laughs> the uh, The Raw Tag Team titles will be on the line. Uh, we have The New Day taking on AJ Styles and Omos. I have to assume that the titles are going to change hands. AJ Styles and almost get the victory here, right? Because isn't this his debut? Is, it, is this his debut? He's also about 98 foot tall. So uh... <laughs> he has They had like, they can't lose. They can't lose. How tall is he? Seven foot three. God damn. He's, he's a big dude. Seven um, foot three. Big Jordan was his old name. <laughs> These freaking giants, like Giant Gonzalez, his daughter just won the NXT title. Like, it, it's it's not. It just it, 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 it's a proper internet meme that I just perpetrated and kept going. Uh, Is it? I, I was actually gonna believe you. I was I was gonna be like, dude, that's awesome. No, it's his daughter. No, no, I was no, gonna believe big, you. It was, I forgot. It was, I forgot like with Frank though. back on the show. I got to fact check everything. <laughs> At least I, I'll keep myself honest. Right? I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I don't think New Day retains. Yeah, they they probably are are destined to lose here. Uh, we have a steel cage match. Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon. Man, I I, I never want to count Shane McMahon out. I I, I can't say that Braun Strowman's uh, definitely going to win he, this. He, 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 but he's the best in the world. Yeah, you can't really count Shane McMahon out. So he could pull a victory out here. But Braun Strowman probably wins, right? Probably. <sighs> yeah, I think he's going to win. He probably he, wins here. Uh, unless they got something really crazy. Unless they the have chamber. a storyline planned for this to continue or go somewhere else. Like, like a debut um, of some, uh, yeah, like a debut may- or a call up that like, I'm not expecting like, yeah, that, that helps out Shane McMahon or something, or, you know, maybe Shane does something crazy off of the cage too. It's not a hell in the cell, so it can't really jump off I'm, the top, I'm, but I'm calling it now. Cameron Grimes comes in, throws some money around and we're good to go. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. Uh, singles match. I am so glad that Cesaro is getting a singles match at WrestleMania and it's not on a pre-show. We have Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. This could be the match of the night. I hope it is. I hope it is too. They've actually been doing some pretty good things with each other. Like, uh, Cesaro's just been spinning the hell out of Seth Rollins. Uh, just driving Rollins crazy. I love the whole Messiah thing, so. Me too. I know Dan wasn't a big fan. Dan and his wife both ate the Messiah gimmick. I actually really enjoy the Messiah gimmick. There are rumors that Becky Lynch will be returning um, for, for night one. If you saw that tweet she put out, like the first letter of every word spelled out night one. Um, I didn't see that. Honestly, that plays into the fact that I am picking Seth Rollins. Um... I, I was actually going to go with Cesaro, so I I'm, glad that we, I'm glad that we finally split on one. <laughs> no, 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 we split on two. I'm sorry, no, Bobby's retaining. Oh, that's right. That's right. We had split on that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, Cesaro, I, I think finally, you know, they gave him the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal victory a few years ago, and then, you know, he's kind of floundered and done nothing. And and so many people expect him to walk when his contract is up. And, and maybe, you know, maybe they'll be a goodwill no, and give I him want, a win. I, I want him to beat Bobby Lashley for the title. Damn, that would be cool. I think it'd be it would idea. never happen, but damn, that would be cool. Just, just spin Bobby Lashley until his little head pops off. <laughs> the uh, women's... Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is just a tag team turmoil match to determine who will be taking on the women's tag team champions on night two, which are currently Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, what do we got? Five teams here, right? We got one, two, three, four, five. Lana and Naomi taking on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, taking on the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, taking on Natalia and Tamina, 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 taking on Billy Kay and Carmella. Man, I don't know. Because honestly, I don't care. Like that's... None of these are that appealing and none of them seem like somebody that are going to dethrone Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. If, 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 I'm going off, if I'm going off looks alone, I'll take Team Carmella. Billy okay, Kay. I know you're a Billy Kay guy. I am, but I'm going with my gut on this one. I'm saying there's going to be Tamina and Natalia. That's what Jessica said too when I was talking to her about this earlier when we were watching the uh, the Battle Royale for it, SmackDown. It's, it's, it's Natty. They're going to give her two nights of WrestleMania. She's not going to win. The, they're not going to beat them for the titles. But yeah, that's 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 kind of what Jessica was thinking too. I I more think that the Riot Squad would make the most sense. They're the most they're they're, they're the realest team there. The rest of them seem like they're all like just thrown together teams. Which, I mean, has been done, like, and, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, they, they, they split Mandy from, uh, from what's her name, uh, Sonya Deville. Uh, Deville to put her with Dana Brooke and they split the Iconics to just put them with different girls. Like, I don't get what they're doing. Luckily, they put the Riot Squad back together. I, I have to. I'm going with them. Um, but our main event for night one has been confirmed to be for the SmackDown Women's Title, and I think it's so cool that uh, you know, like I said, Bianca Belair getting to close out in the main event because she did win the Royal Rumble. As they've always said, that was the thing that you got. You know, you get to main event WrestleMania. So now that it's night, you know, two nights. Even though I think this will be the last time, it'll be a two night thing. We'll probably go back to normal next year. I uh, yeah, thank God as well. I agree. But uh, Sasha Banks defending the title against Bianca Belair and yeah I mean we're gonna have a new champion they're gonna make a mega star out of Bianca Belair so it's boss time huh? you think she retains no, 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 okay. a chance in hell uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say there's no way there's absolutely no way and and Becky will come back during this match I'm sure right maybe at the end of it or something or, or Ronda or maybe both maybe they both show up maybe Charlotte they, shows up too doesn't she have uh COVID I don't know. Maybe she shows up by via green or via the Titantron. Her just her face appears. I want her to just go join Andrade. Me too. In AEW. <laughs> oh, me too. I I really hope he goes to AEW. Uh, looking at night two though for WrestleMania, we don't really have the the match order in place for this one. I don't think. I don't think the match order is. I th- um, I, th- I, th- I think we just know the main event. Yeah, the main event will clearly be Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, so so let's just go uh, The Fiend taking on Randy Orton in not a cinematic match, I'm guessing, right? A, a regular match. Uh, how often have these two wrestled at WrestleManias? Do you know? Not often. Oh, it's, dude. It's, 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 not, it's not as much as you think. I really? Wanna say maybe, I, I want to say maybe three or four times. <laughs> That's still a lot, dude. 
that's still a lot to wrestle at WrestleMania. Like they I just guess, a, I guess. Just a few years ago they did the the match um where they turned the ring into like the the bugs. Do you remember that? And was it, was, and that was, and that was, was, other, was was the other WrestleMania where um, he burnt the house down. No, that no, wasn't or, even no. WrestleMania. Okay, okay, then, then then this might be the second time. Damn, is it really only the second time? I feel like we see these guys all the time at WrestleMania. Well, they're like the new um, John Cena and uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I, I do think that this could be a cool match, even with, you know, Alexa Bliss being involved, who has been nailing her new character, I, I think, every single time that she's out there. Uh, man, I guess I can't assume with this one, but I'm going to go with The Fiend. I'm going with The Fiend as well. I, I, I love burned zombie uh, Bray Wyatt. It's cool looking. Has a little bit of a Freddy Krueger vibe type going on. It's, it's, it's Kane taking it to the next uh, degree. It's basically, it's basically a new version of Kane, you're right. <laughs> Uh, we'll also have another singles match here. Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn, who will be out there with Logan Paul. And because of that reason, I'm going with Kevin can, Owens. Can you believe that? Uh, because of that reason, I'm going with Kevin Owens. <laughs> I hate Logan Paul, dude. So I got to go I, Kevin Owens. I would love to. Uh, I hope I hope Logan Paul gets powerbombed. Uh, Logan Paul is likely going to be joining up with Kevin Owens. And yeah, Kevin Owens winning this one. Ugh. Although, although I love I, I, I love Sammy, but uh, Sammy's stuff is getting a little ridiculous. The documentary type stuff that he's been doing. Yeah, he just debuted a little trailer to his documentary, and it's it's just it was so lame. Like, <laughs> I don't even like I said I, I haven't really been following. It. I know he's been doing that because of just you know seeing it on pay per views, but I don't even know why he's doing that to be honest. So. Because of the conspiracy against him, Brian. Oh, okay. All oh, from the Intercontinental Title stuff, maybe. Yeah, yes, they will. Uh, is, is it all still stemming from that? Okay. It, it is. From, right. from last year at WrestleMania, I believe. So pretty that's much. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, Long time storytelling, like we talked about. Um, Okay, title matches. Those are the only two singles matches I was looking. Everything else was a title match on night two. So for the Raw women's title, we'll have Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. <sighs> Rhea Ripley's not a guaranteed here. She's not. She, and, she, I, she's and, little... I, and I feel like so many titles are changing hands that... that you know, maybe this one doesn't, but because she lost last year, I'm going to say Rhea Ripley wins. That's my same rationale is she yeah. needs the she, deserves she needs the rest this. Of she needs she deserves, this. She should have won last time. She should have won last time and she needs this this time. Like if they want to build her up as this dominant badass female that she is, she needs this victory, dude. And uh her her theme is going to be sung live, so Oh, then that's she- almost a guarantee. So, 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 bringing bring in celebrity definitely uh, kind of helps that one out. Yeah, so that's definitely uh, almost a guarantee. So, yeah, I I have to assume Rhea Ripley's going to win there. Uh, we have the Intercontinental title on the line in a, a Nigerian drum fight, uh, which I think is just a, a another way that they're going to call like a probably a no holds barred or false count anywhere or hardcore match. I don't know. Uh, Biggie taken on Apollo Cruz. And again, this is one that I think with all, you know, so many titles changing hands, this is one that doesn't necessarily have to change hands. I don't like Apollo's new character. I I, I, I mean, he's just, what is he like a Nigerian prince now or like a jerk or something like that? What's he, he trying? Yeah, he's a descendant of Nigerian royalty uh, and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I honestly, I don't think he does much for the Nigerian people either by doing this. Like he, he just kind of. He's playing the evil foreigner, is what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's, so he's playing. He's he's the he's, Sergeant he's, Slaughter he's, right now. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, Rusev, uh, yeah, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, you know, all, all all these characters. It's it's pretty. He's be doing that. Still, I'm taking him to win. 
I'm gonna go Biggie. I'm gonna go Biggie to retain. I'm gonna stick with Biggie. I like what Biggie's been doing. I I think he's been a great Intercontinental Champion. I think you know he he will definitely be a a hopefully future. Uh, if he stays on SmackDown and, the, and that title stays with SmackDown Universal Champion, but whether it's Universal Champion or WWE Champion, I think Big E's got it, man. And, and I think he will be a, a future uh, main event guy for the company. So we'll see. We'll see. But I hope he retains. Uh, United States title will be on the line. Riddle defending against Sheamus. I like Riddle. I don't want to see him lose to Sheamus. Bro. <laughs> I like Riddle. I want to see Riddle retain. I'm going to go Riddle, even though Sheamus was probably going to win. I'm going to go Riddle. I'm going Riddle as well. Um, I, but, but beating Riddle, I mean, beating Seamus definitely looks good for Riddle. Like. Absolutely. And especially, you know, Seamus coming off that good feud with McIntyre recently. Um, I just wish that Seamus would dress like his promo pictures look like I, <laughs> I wish he would wear the overalls and like the, you the know, little the hat. little, the little stupid hat and, you know, everything down to the ring. Because that's a much better look. Like, it, it reminds me of, like, do you remember the dude, uh, 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 uh what was his name? Um, he was, he wrestled Joe, in. Gentleman Jack Gallagher? Or? No. He used to wear, uh, big, no, I'm trying to remember his name. He was in the 90s. Uh, big, it was not Big Dick. I don't know why I keep saying Big Dick. Well, I know, you know, it's always on your mind. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, it, it's. Like big, big bully Busick. That's what it was. Big bully Busick. Just Google big bully Busick. And that's what it sort of reminds me of the little hat. And, uh, and I think the character just, you know, it, it, it kind of is Seamus a little bit. Oh, and he's actually, look at that. Oh, he, he died in 2018. That's sad. He died oh, in 2018. He died okay. in 2018. He was actually born in Steubenville, um, Ohio, which is like southeastern Ohio, right on the border of West Virginia. Uh, but I he died in 2018. That's sad. I can't, I can't think of anything sadder, being in Ohio. Oh, yeah, being in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, I think uh, I think Seamus would look cooler if he dressed like that. But um, we got two more matches from night two. We have the women's tag team titles on the line. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler taking on whoever wins the tag team turmoil from night one. Man, I, I, I do. I feel like no, so many titles are not changing hands on night two. I feel like that. It almost makes me wonder if we're wrong on some of these, <laughs> but even though, even I don't, I don't think any, doesn't matter who wins. I still think Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler retain. With the help of Reginald, absolutely. Yeah, with the help of Reginald, absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll lose. So I don't think it matters who wins that tag team turmoil match. And then we have Honestly, the universal title that, that, on the that, line. That, 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 that's why I picked Natty, because it just doesn't matter. Because it just doesn't matter, and it gives her two nights and two appearances. <laughs> and then we have the universal title on the line to close out the WrestleMania weekend, I'm sure. Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I would like to see Daniel Bryan get the victory here. I also would like to see Roman retain. I also would like to see Edge get it. I don't really care who wins this match. I think Roman Reigns has been great as a heel. I think it was much needed. You know, I used to make fun of him all the time when we did Glow. But, uh, you know, you know, turning heel, aligning with Paul Heyman has been great for his career. Uh, he's been a great champion doing this stuff with uh, Jay Uso. But, you know, seeing Edge as champion one more time would be great. Seeing Daniel Bryan as champion would be great. I'm going to go with Edge, but I'm okay with anyone winning. Bryan, you ignorant slut. You're wrong. Okay, good. It's going to be Roman Reigns. You think he retains here? Because is is a triple threat match. What is the what is the big prerequisite of triple threat? 
no holds bar. It's a no, no DQ. Yeah, no disqualification type thing. So the Rock is going to show up. Oh, okay. And they're going to set up for Roman Reigns versus the Rock for next WrestleMania. But does Roman keep the title at that point, or does the Rock come in? Ah, the Rock wouldn't screw Roman, would he? Damn it, damn it, he could screw him. He could screw him. And that damn could it. still set up The Rock and Roman next year, much like how they set up Cena and The Rock one year earlier. Screwed up, changing my official pick. Daniel Bryan. Okay. With The Rock screwing Roman Reigns. I yes. like that. I like that. And damn, that would be really Even, cool. It's, just tell you right now, Vince is stealing it as we speak. Well, at least, I, like I said, man, people listen to this show. <laughs> just not WWE people. <laughs> But uh, we're not really going to recap WrestleMania next week. We just wanted to talk about it a little bit and get our thoughts where we thought things were going to go. Jump in our Discord server. Let us know if you're going to be watching WrestleMania. Um, If you want to talk about WrestleMania during while it's live, I'll be in there. I'll be chatting potentially. I'll I'll, I'll be there, too. Uh, It's one of the the few things I get to watch live or pay-per-views. Yeah, I'll definitely be in there talking. um, But it it won't be like a dynamite, I'm sure. We probably won't have a ton of people in there. But like I said, if you're going to be watching, uh, jump in. Chat along. It'll be fun. Uh, But I think that's long enough for this episode, Frank. Let's get out of here. And uh, I think this was a good first episode of uh, Blood and Destroyers. Or not first episode. Uh, Technically, it's episode 49 still. But, you know, the new name, Blood and Destroyers. I don't want to reset the clock. Like, I don't want to start fresh. I don't want to be back to episode one. We don't need to. We just changed our identity. We took the mask off like El Frank Arrow did back in the day type of a thing. <laughs> That's it. I'm putting it back on. <laughs> putting it back on. El Frank Arrow's back. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all elite wrestling podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames, and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Uh, stocking us on social media is perfectly sendable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Uh, Frank, we still do theme song of the week, much like we used to do on the Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling. And because you are here, and because I did it the last three weeks by myself, (laughs) I'm going to give you the choice this week. Uh, We we tend to do AEW themes here. You know that. So um, we probably won't do anything WWE, even though we did do talk about WrestleMania. I'm going to break the rules and I'm going WWE. Are you? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll allow it for, for this, for this, because it's WrestleMania week. I'll allow it. And we're going with Walter. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely allow that. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide this week. Uh, WrestleMania season. The most impressive match. I, the most impressive match I've seen uh, so far. So yeah, definitely a good match. And, uh, you know, probably, Probably will be better than anything we watch at WrestleMania night one and night two. So <laughs> we'll close out with some Walter, still the NXT UK champion. And then we'll be back next week with a much more focused in line back to what we used to do with hit our music just called Blood and Destroyers and all the wrestling podcast. Now hit the music. I'm keeping that around. <laughs> <laughs>